Welcome to another episode of Mind Your Body and Soul. I am Joseph Ward, and as always, joined by man himself, Mr. Matias Sweet. What's going on, Matias? Nothing much, nothing much, Joe. Trying to get this day started. This day started real good. We up here early in this morning, but we're finna make this thing happen in this podcast. We got some information we got to give you all. But, you know, we got to do some housekeeping, so... Mind Your Body and Soul is the healthy podcast hosted by myself, Joseph Ward, and Matias Sweet. We want to give a shout out to our guest host, Mr. Landon Steeper. I also remind you that Mind Your Body and Soul is an educational podcast that focuses on all things health related to help our listeners learn more about various health topics and information they may not have access to. We seek to inform, empower, uplift, and mobilize our listeners to become the healthiest versions of themselves. Mind Your Body and Soul is available every Wednesday at our website www.nmcpodcast.com and don't forget our parent website at www.neighborhoodmedicalcenter.org We're also available on Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our Neighborhood Medical Center YouTube channel. Like this video, share this video, and comment in the comment section. All that help the algorithm help us get found by other people and this information gets spread because we want to grow this podcast, grow this information, and make sure that we are an actual resource to our community. Yeah, I said community. All right. Be from Gaston. <laughs> they gonna get you. Yeah, I know they gonna, <laughs> they get, gonna you. get you. So today we want to cover our Ryan White program. So we we throw out that name a lot. I think we talked about who Ryan White was. But we never really broke down what the Ryan White program or its official name, the Ryan White Cares Act, which opened the door for the Ryan White program to be available. And we are a well, I let Matias explain to him, uh, you know, not not at this moment, go into full detail, but kind of give him an overview of our Ryan White program, what part we are. Well, Neighborhood Medical Center um, around 2014, we applied for a grant. Um, and we get we were awarded the Ryan White Part C grant. Mm-hmm. So Ryan White Part C is early intervention services and care. So we take care of people who are HIV positive, who are uninsured, underinsured, um, who have insurance, um, and basically we just provide the care for the area to be, which is Madison, Leon, Gaston, Jefferson, Franklin. Taylor, help me out, Joe. Uh, how many? I got how many five. Counts? Uh, what you said is Leon, Madison, Madison, Gaston, Jefferson, Franklin, Taylor. What color? Yeah, what color? And um, another county. <laughs> I can't. We can never remember those counties, but we we do serve those populations in the rural areas here in Leon County and surrounding areas. Um, So basically, we get money from the federal government to take care of people who are diagnosed with HIV. And we also get money for the early intervention services, which is to prevent people from getting HIV. So that's the education that's uh, um, providing HIV testing. A lot of the services that we offer are free services to people with insurance or without insurance. Like you can come to any one of our locations and get a free HIV test, rapid, 
we, we provide those services just so we can get the education and things out there to the community to let them know, hey, if we find this um, disease early, we're in a better state and we can actually help you and help you live a normal, happy life. So that's part of what the things that we do here in neighborhood is the Ryan White Part C program. Right, right. So I want to give people a little information and a little background about the Ryan White Cares Act okay. before we kind of get into the different parts and breaking them down and how they apply to different areas because where you are located matters and what mm -hmm. part of the Ryan White funding or the Ryan White program you will actually get in your area. So the Ryan White Comprehensive AIDS Resource Emergency Act, that's the official name, or the Ryan White Care Act, that was enacted in August of 20, uh, in August of 1990, excuse me. It was an act of the United States Congress and is the largest federally funded program in the United States for people living with HIV AIDS. In exchange mm -hmm. for states adopting harsh criminal laws regulating the conduct of HIV positive individuals and providing for their public felony prosecution. The act made federal funding available through contingency grants to states for low income, uninsured and underinsured people to be treated with chemotherapeutic drug AZT. The act is named in honor of Ryan White, an Indiana teenager who contracted AIDS through infected blood infusion. He was diagnosed with AIDS in 1984 at the age of 13 and was subsequently expelled from school because of the disease. White became well known, a well-known advocate for AIDS research and awareness until his death in 1990 at the age of 18. Ryan White programs are prayer of last resort, which fund treatment when no other resources are available. As AIDS has spread, the funding of the program has increased. In 1991, the first year funds were appropriated around $220 million, uh, and that was spent. By the early 2000s, this number had almost increased tenfold. The act was reauthorized in 1996, 2000, 2006, and 2009. That was the last amendment to it. The program provides some level of care for around 500,000 people oh. a year, and in 2004, provides <clears throat> funds for 2,567 organizations. The Ryan White program also funds local and state primary medical care programs, support services, health care provider training programs, provide technical assistance to such programs. So uh, as of 2005, $2.1 billion was given out. Of course, it's 2021, so we know a lot more was given out. But that's just a little basic background information about the Ryan White Cares Act. So have did you first learn about the Ryan White Cares Act working within the field of uh, HIV AIDS prevention, or did you find out about it before, before this? I actually learned about it during uh, when I got um, hired here and I started looking into us actually applying for the grant. Mm -hmm. And so that inquired me to do a little bit more research. But um, once I started getting involved in the actual HIV care and the program, it just sparked that, you know, that, that interest I have in, in for it. Because <clears throat> when you're sitting around people and you're in college and you notice that your friends are doing certain things and then you see your friends getting sick and you're doing things, you're trying to figure out, well, what's going on? It always quite, well, it requires us to, to start doing research to figure out what's going on, what's happening right. to figure it out. And so like more and more of my friends were contracting HIV. So it just sparked that interest in me to figure out what is going about. And when I started researching, I found the CARES Act and I'm, then that's when we started and we actually applied for the grant. So I was like, yeah, let me figure out what this is about. Right. I didn't hear anything about it. I mean, it's advertised, it's out there, 
but a lot of people don't know about it. They just know if I contract HIV, I get some type of care, and then well, that's it. Well, yeah, um, and that's one of the things why we're doing this too. We don't. We want people to have a realistic uh, view of what the Ryan White program is and and how it takes care of people, even in conjunction with the ADAP program, because like you just mentioned, we had we do have a um, since the time that we've worked in, we've we've been able to observe. A, a small number of the population who have a misconception that these programs are some sort of disability and I can contract the virus and get this so it can be a, a part of living assistance for me. And it's like, well, no, this is this is not intended for that. It's not intended to be misused. It's intended for for uh, to, to provide legislation, to provide laws, to provide structure on how we're going to be able to help people who have HIV AIDS and also protect people who have HIV AIDS. And that's why you know we do stuff like this to break it down so people can have a full understanding. So we do have a, a PowerPoint that we use, so we're gonna bring up our, our PowerPoint and go through our PowerPoint, go through the different parts of the Ryan White program. He gave an overview of C, but we're gonna break it down a little further and go through parts A, B, C, D, and F and kind of get into it. Um, this may not be a long podcast, but it's going to be informative. So we want to make sure we get the information. So let me share my screen. Uh, did I? OK, I shared the wrong thing. Hold <laughs> on. Hold on. <laughs> uh, oh, come on. Hold up, man. It's acting, it's acting crazy right now. Of course, try. it feels like it's a Monday, but you know, that's how it is. But while Joe's trying to get the PowerPoint pulled up, we just want to, you know, saying like Joe was saying earlier, that people feel like as soon as they contract HIV, everything is taken care of them. Some things do happen, but there's some services that we can't really do for you at that point in time until you actually get classified as AIDS or there's certain other programs that, you know, saying it just depends on what your viral load and CD4 count is. So we really want people to understand that, and it also depends on the area you're in as well, because the services are based on the areas that people live in. A lot of areas don't have certain programs which fund certain things. So we really want, and the funds are limited, and that's what people don't understand. It's a lot of people who have HIV and AIDS, but the funds are limited, and we're not able uh -huh. to really help every single person. We do the best we can with who comes in and, and what we're doing, but the funds, they do run out per year, you know what I'm saying, even with all agencies, and I think all nonprofit agencies can attest to that. So like with the first part, with the breakdown is part A services. Part can you, a ser can huh? you see my, you can see this PowerPoint on my end? Yeah, I can see it on the screen. Okay, cool. So part A services are, um, it provides grant funding for medical and support services to eligible metropolitan areas. So that's one part that we don't have in Leon County because we're not a, considered a metropolitan area. Right. A metropolitan area is those big geographical areas which are large condensed populations like Jacksonville, Miami, Orlando. I think those are the uh, yeah. So so the there's four a, here, right? So uh, for Florida, we have Tampa, St. Pete. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so well, let me say this. They have it broken down in two in like two categories, what they call EMAs or eligible metropolitan areas mm -hmm. or T TGAs, transitional grant areas. So for like here in Florida, 
let's say the standout eligible metropolitan areas are Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. uh, Orlando, and Tampa St. Pete area. Mm-hmm. And the transitional grant areas for Florida are Jacksonville. Yeah, so for Part A, Jacksonville mm-hmm. is the TGA, the transitional grant area. And for the metropolitan, eligible metropolitan areas is Tampa, St. Pete, Fort Lauderdale, and my, oh, okay, I skipped over Miami. So Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Tampa, St. Pete. Mm-hmm. So those so, are Florida. So those are the Part A services. So they provide the same services, like they said, medical and support services. <clears throat> That's the same thing the Part C program offers as well as medical and support services, but they're able to do that on a larger scale because they have a lot more people in a heavier populated area that are able to utilize those right. services. So most places will have Part A will also have Part C somewhere in the area at different agencies. <clears throat> right. So- also, just to let you know that some of the areas, they're like in bigger cities like Miami and places like that, Everything is housed in one area. So they have part A, B, C, D, and F all in one area or two areas. Here in Leon County, we're not as lucky as that. We have part A, I'm excuse me, we have part B, C, and D. And those parts are held at three different community-based organizations or nonprofits. So those agencies are actually around so we, we can have those agencies, but you have to go to different areas to get or different community agencies to get the services that you need. But in bigger areas, it's like a one stop shop in a way where you can actually go and do the actual services all in one thing and get qualified for A, B, C, D and F services. Right, right. So break a little a little further breakdown of like eligibilities, right? So it says the boundaries of EMAs and TGAs are based on the U.S. Census designation of metropolitan statistical areas and may span more than one state. So mm-hmm. the, the, to qualify for EMA status, an area must have reported at least 2,000 AIDS cases in the most recent five years and have a population of at least 50,000. So 50,000, a population of at least 50,000, and a, a re- at least 2,000 cases of AIDS reported to be classified as a EMA, right? Mm-hmm. And so... So that's the emergency metropolitan area. So for the TGA is must have reported a thousand to two thousand AIDS cases in the most uh, recent five years and have a population of at least fifty thousand. And so and so we kind of see the different breakdowns why they have the different parts because mm-hmm. every part every area don't need the same part. Right. Right. And. We want to make sure people have a full understanding so they won't think, well, this is this is not fair. This area gets this part. This is not fair. This area gets this part. Every area is served to the needs or every part is constructed to serve the needs of the people in the specific areas. That's how they have a breakdown. So a little uh, uh, a quick idea of the services. So the ADAP program, like I mentioned earlier, so that so. AIDS drug ADAP stands for AIDS Drug Assistance Program. You you'll give them a little quick overview, uh, rundown summary of the ADAP program and how we use it. Yeah. <clears throat> so the AIDS Drug Assistance Program is a federally uh, program. It's part of the Ryan White Part B um, services uh, portion of the grant. 
And with that is, it's where we provide um, medications for eligible clients who have no insurance um, medication for free. So basically, we have to collect the information as far as, so to be eligible for a Ryan White program, you have to fall within a certain income bracket. You have to um, have labs, which is your CD4 and your viral load. That tells us if your virus is undetectable, how much virus you have in the system. And then it also tells us, let us know where you're at on the scale, if you're still HIV or you converted over to um, AIDS. So this right here is the, the blood work that we need every three to six months to keep you enrolled in the program. And um, with that is once we get that, the prescription from your provider and then your eligibility. You have to do your eligibility every six months in order for us to be able to keep you into that program itself, into the AIDS Drug Assistance right. Program. Right. And so just to, just another idea, just quick idea of some of the other cities, the metropolitan cities, so Atlanta, Baltimore, Boston, Chicago, Dallas, Detroit, Houston, L.A., uh, New York, New Orleans, Orlando, Philly, San Diego, Tampa, Austin, Texas, Baton Rouge. Now, the transitional grant areas are metropolitan or, you know, they have Seattle, St. Louis, San Jose, mm -hmm. San Antonio, Texas, Portland, Oregon, Oakland. So Oakland is not a big city, though. Right. But it's in a metropolitan area. So we want people to understand that the metropolitan areas like Jacksonville is a huge metropolitan area. Mm -hmm. um, but like like uh, Denver, uh, not Denver, but Fort Worth, Texas, that's a huge area. But uh, I'm not Fort Worth. Well, Fort Worth, excuse me, is a part of a metropolitan area in the Dallas area. And then Austin itself is like a big metropolitan area. So it's it's big cities who are metropolitan cities, but also mm -hmm. the the areas and small cities that make up the larger metropolitan areas so that's part a mm -hmm. so part b go ahead and remind you that all services part a b c and d and f all work together so we all help each other so it's not just someone who's like a standalone agency who's doing it all by themselves so part b services are grant funds to states and territories to improve the quality activity of the organization of the HIV care support goals. So um, the grant uh, recipient includes at least all 50 states. So there's one Part B agency in all 50 states. Um, the direct, I mean, excuse me, the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, um, Guam and um, the U.S. Virgin Islands and the U.S. are the five U.S. Pacific territories in addition to Part B includes grants like the AIDS Drug Assistance Program. Just to break down that a little bit better is that the HRSA Ryan White HIV AIDS Program provides HIV AIDS medications and access to insurance coverage for those who lack insurance and resources. So basically one of the things that ADAP does is assist people who qualify for certain programs like I, I, I keep reiterating that you have to qualify for certain programs right. so it's not something that you just automatically get and that's what we want people to understand there's certain documents that we have to have you bring in like income verification um, proof of residency proof of this because you have to prove labs. that you're in these programs labs you have to actually see a doctor and get a prescription to, to get these things we don't just provide them we're not so, doctors and pharmacists and ARMPs that can just say, okay, well, you get the medicine, you get the medicine. We have to actually have all these documentation making sure that your labs and this is the appropriate medication for you. 
So, and at, as you can see on the screen at the bottom in the parentheses and bolded, it says Big Ben Cares because Big Ben Cares is our Part B agency here in our Big Ben area. So, we will have uh, Big Ben Cares uh, on this podcast to be able to break down all of their services, especially further break down Part B and how they use it. But that's this a this ADAP program. Look, we we want people to be able to take advantage in a good way of the ADAP program to be able to use the services to help themselves. If you don't, if you are underinsured or don't have insurance at all, that's where the ADAP program comes in to make sure that you can receive the services and the, and the, um, the, the get your meds. Mm-hmm. But one thing about it that we've seen from our stand, from our viewpoint and, and helping people get into these programs and stay in these programs is, the the patient always has to do their part. Like we've always said, we're gonna build a bridge, but you have to cross it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what that's what we do want to always stress. The services are here. Like you like for for HIV, they've laid out the carpet to be able to help people get the services they need. And it's our job to help people get the services they need. But everybody has to do their part. And mm-hmm. so if everybody's not doing their part, it's going to be hard for the person to actually receive the services they need and be able to take full advantage of it. Right. So. And so, like, also with the, um, like, like I said, the parts kind of intertwine a little bit and they assist each other. So Big Ben Cares has the Part B agency for Leon County for the Ryan White um, Cares Act. So they have they have case management services. They assist with transportation. They also assist with food bags and housing. And they're pretty much the case management agency for the area, for area um, 2B. So they actually assist with helping the clients get the letter eligibility. That's the hints I'd say every six months, you have to come back and provide labs, documentation, so we can keep you in this program. Because like I say, this is a federally grants program. So we right. actually have to provide the documents to the federal government. This right. is why we just can't say, oh, you automatically enrolled or when clients get in, like, why are you always calling me to get certain things? Good. Because we have to have these things to keep providing those services. This is a grant program. In order for us to keep these funds in the area, we have to have those documentations so we can actually say, hey, we are producing, we are doing this. Because the more people we find to get into the area, the more money we can bring into the area. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is the numbers game. And everybody's like, you look at it like a number. It's not a number because we give you grade A care. It's just that we have to have that documentation so we can keep providing these services and grow the program because each year we have more and more people who are affected by HIV and we need more and more money to help keep those people undetectable, keep these people in care. So we have to document. Sometimes I know it could be a little burdening, a little bearing that we ask you for certain things, but we do apologize in advance, but it's things that we need because we want to get you the services and see what we can do for the best for you. Right. And so quick, quick rundown of the medical service, the core medical services for the Part B program is outpatient and ambulatory health services, ADAP, AIDS, pharmaceutical assistance, and uh, if you go back and you look at our interviews with Dr. Danielle Williams and Dr. Brianna Jernay, they gave a lot of, lot of information on the ADAP program and how pharma, uh, pharmaceutical assistance works with uh, the HIV AIDS services. There's also oral health care, early intervention services, health insurance, premium, and cost sharing assistance. 
home health care, medical, nutrition therapy, hospice services, home and community-based health services, mental health services, outpatient substance abuse care, and mental case management, including treatment adherence services. So these are some of the things that Part B will provide. And this is the part where you can actually be your advocate. This is where you can go and these are the people we talk to and say, hey, I need you to help me with this. Ask the questions, what can I get? What can I do? How can I get these services? Because you have to ask a lot of times for things because everybody's circumstance is not the same. So you have to ask for what you want. Some people want the services. Some people just say, hey, I just want to be enrolled in the program just in case I lose my insurance. So I do have things there, but I'm not going to utilize the services until it's time for me too. But so that's why you got to let us know what's going on because they can help pay for insurance premiums. That's a major thing right now, because if you lose your job, they can cover you and get you covered. It's just you have to qualify for these programs and ask. Don't be afraid to ask for any services, because the worst thing we could say is we don't offer it or we, we, we can't provide that service. So never be afraid to ask what we can do, because you never know. We might be able to cover what you're looking for. Right, right. And so now we got part on the screen, we got part C and D. So we're going to go C first and then D. And mm -hmm. Matias gave you a, overview, a quick overview of part C. We are the part neighborhood medical center for the big for the Big Bend area in North Florida is the part C provider and grant funding to local community based. We, we do uh, community based organizations. We do early intervention services in this part C. So we're talking about prevention services. So outreach, education, um medical care different things that we can do uh, what i love about part c is it gives room for creativity as far as how we're going to serve the the patients and how we're going to serve our communities giving early intervention services so what are early intervention services we're not going to wait for uh, something to happen to take action so if we understand that stds are being passed because of unprotected sex or unsafe sex, then we want to make sure that we teach people how to protect <clears throat> themselves. If I can teach you how to protect yourself before you have sex, when you have sex, that'll reduce your chances of contracting anything. So early intervention services, that's, that's what we do. And one of the things that helps with that is capacity building grants. Mm -hmm. So capacity building, like an example is the AETC, uh, what does AETC stand for? I said it. The AIDS Education Training Center. There you go. My <laughs> mind, hey, man. Mind this morning. We waking up. We waking so up. AIDS, it's early. Right. AIDS Education Training Center. So they could, they provide, uh, let's say something like motivational interviewing. So why is motivational interviewing important? Motivational interviewing is a skill, is a technique that is used by counselors to be able to get the most of the get the most information out of the patient or the client that you're serving be able to have the person open up and tell you what's going on so you can actually help them because we're dealing with sensitive subjects so mm -hmm. i have to have some form of persuasion to get the information out of the person to be able to help the person but i have to learn this this is a skill set that's learned i can't just walk up in here and say hey i do hiv aids counseling <laughs> prevention and testing what's wrong with you and you supposed to tell you supposed to spill the beans just because i sat down and got the test in my hand right. i don't know you and you don't know me so we have right. to be able to build these skills build these techniques and that's what's beautiful about the part c is uh the the capacity development and and all of all the different parts capacity development um is 
is integrated into it, but it's more uh, highlighted in this part C because we have to continue to build our capacity. We have to continue to learn new things. So when we go out into uh, the communities to provide our, our preventative services, we can do it and and we cover like uh, like our, our motto is from the crack house to the White House. So we're covering all different types of areas, rural areas, rural, uh, rural counties, metropolitan, well, not metropolitan counties, but larger counties with larger populations. And so also our range of competency or being able to relay a message. Mm -hmm. So I could give you the human immunodeficiency virus talking about the RC55 uh, 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 receptors and all the different things and, and give you all my SAT words. But what setting should I do that in? Should I go into a, uh, one of our low income housing areas and talk like that? They're going to look at me like I'm crazy. So they it just think you speak well, but they're going to be like, it went right. But that would show a <clears throat> low capacity to be able to communicate with the population that I targeted. So, and also with our Part C services, um, I can really attest for Neighborhood Medical Center. We provide primary care, mental health specialty, um, GYN services. We do all different types of services from mental health to dental <clears throat> to outreach to episodic care to counseling services. So we provide a whole range of primary care services for people with HIV and without HIV because we want people to understand that it's not just a program that we help support because neighborhood, it has the program itself for Ryan White, but we still take care of the other people because you got to think we take care of one person. They still have a family. They have children. They have right. brothers. They have sisters. They have moms, aunts, uncles. They have partners. So not only do we want to be able to really just say, hey, we're here to take care of you as the HIV positive person. We're here to take care of your whole family. It's not right. just one person's step of care, because if we're taking care of you and your partner's negative, we need to keep your partner negative by providing PrEP, pre-exposure prophylaxis. So there got word again. We got plenty of podcasts on PrEP and PEP things like that that you can go back and look at. We got healthy happy hours on them. We got YouTube videos on them. We're just trying to make sure that we provide the prevention for the community. So that's one thing that we talk to our patients about all the time is pep and prep, especially for those people who are actually still having active sex lives. And hey, just because you get a diagnosis doesn't mean that your life ends. Your life still goes on. Things happen. You're, you're still living. And that's the best part about it. And that's what we do as our Part C program is we want you to live and we grow you to be the best person that you can be. Right. Also, when Joe was talking about capacity grants, we write for them all the time. There's grants that we do to improve the care that we do here. We, we wrote grants for dental equipment. We wrote grants for mobile transportation. We've written grants for different services to provide to people. So those are the things that we, we do on the back end to actually help you guys and that's where you guys come in because if we don't know you need a need or a service we can't fulfill that need of service and that goes back to having people that you can talk to when you're supposed to talk to your counselors and case managers so we can figure out what services you need because if we don't know we can't provide it and right. so that's where it's come where you be the advocate for yourself and say hey i need this service where can i find it and me and joe are going to go back to these books in the streets and figure out where we can find that for you so, and if you need that need, somebody else needs that need as well. Straight up. 
So, so then we have, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, so then we have another part that goes hand in hand with part C. You notice how we said we do primary care and we do, you know, saying some specialty care and we do some, you know, saying it's comprehensive and we do outpatient services. So we have another agency who is in town who is another FQAC, which is a fairly qualified healthcare center, just like ourselves. Um, we're two different entities. So we provide the same type of services. But if you notice that the grant is funded for different services, and that's what we want people to understand. A lot of people provide some of the same services, but each grant is different because Part D, which is provides um, family support center comprehensive care to women, infants and children and youth living with HIV and AIDS. That's at the Bond Community Health Center here in Leon County in Tallahassee, Florida. So again, let me stress that we provide to everyone who is HIV that's 18 and above. Bond Act, um, CARES Part D Act, it provides to women, infants, children, and young people living with HIV and AIDS. So this takes care of your pregnant women. This takes care of some of your, um, some females, so, so, some women in the community. It takes care of the children because yes, there are children who are still being born with HIV and AIDS. Not a lot, not as many uh, as it used to be, but it's still awesome. And that's one thing that we're working on. Our goal is, you know what I'm saying? Like every year we get people in our government that say we're going to be done by 2020. We're going to be done by 2030. We're going to be done. It's probably going to go 2040. But we are in that process. And if you look at it, the numbers are declining. It might not seem like it or in your area or things are popping up. But guess what? That means us as the early intervention people are actually doing our job by getting people tested. The more people you test, the more you're going to find. And that's right. the best part, because if we can get out there and get those numbers and get testing, we, we can find and get you care earlier so you don't have all those long term effects that go with it. But again, it's about you staying in care and you being the captain of your ship to take care of your your health care. You have to guide that ship. We're here to support you and guide you on the way and ease those calm waters and keep the ripples out the way. But you got to be able to want to guide through those ripples when it gets there to come back to us and help us get you back on track. Straight up. So this says Part D provides, I mean, Part D divides allowable cost among four cost categories, medical services, mm -hmm. clinical quality management, support mm -hmm. services, and administrative. So medical mm -hmm. services cost are associated with providing family-centered care, including access to primary medical care services for women, infants, children, and youth living with HIV. Mm -hmm. Clinical quality management costs are costs required to maintain a clinical quality management program, including quality management activities, data collection and clinical quality management purposes and training, and technical assistance for staff. Support services costs are associated with services needed for individuals with HIV to achieve their HIV medical outcomes, including case management, patient transportation to medical appointments, and outreach to recruit and keep women, infants, and children and youth living uh, with HIV in care. And administrative costs are those not directly associated with service provision by the Ryan White HIVS program statute. No more than 10% of a Part D budget can be allocated to administrative costs. So just mm -hmm. a little breakdown of how they use the money. Most of the money is used to serve the people. 
And that's how all the grants are. They're used to serve the people. A lot of people think you get grants that pays the people. It's only a certain percentage that can go to, towards salaries. And 90%, so basically it's like a 10% thing that goes towards salaries. The rest of it going to the patient itself. So that's what we want people to understand. It's not coming to the employees or to the agency. It's coming to help the community. And that's what this grant is for. Ryan um, White actually advocated for it to go to this program, to this part. So we were able to provide these services for people who were like him living with HIV and AIDS and had and needed the care that other people didn't want to help with. So this is part of the things that we're here for. And this is what this money goes to is to help keep you guys healthy and safe and living normal, healthy lives. Yep. So our part, um, the last part of the um, Ryan White Cares Act is part F. Part F is two parts that goes in, in, into part F, which is, you know, saying this is the the, the research, the technical assistance, the access to care programs. This program includes the AIDS Education Training Center. Each area has their own AIDS Education Training Center, or it might be other centers that do things. They're normally housed at universities and things like that that help with research and finding out different programs. And they actually come and help us teach the people who are providing HIV and AIDS care to help us with education, staying up to date with the latest trends, keeping those different things like that. So we're able to educate the patients better and make sure we stay up to date on our knowledge and make sure everything is running smoothly. So the AIDS Education Training Center helps us with like CME, CEUs. Um, it helps us train on cultural competency. It also helps us with the um, the modern technologies of what's going on, better treatment methods, things like uh -huh. that. It helps us with keeping us up to date on the latest trends, the latest medication, the latest things with STDs. It's not just all HIV, it's STDs, it's everything. They help us keep that. And then the second part of that is our part, is part F is our dental funding. And that comes from as well as we have, it helps with dental services or healthcare because you have to take care of the whole body. It's not just the medical and the, those things, it's the whole body and how the oral cavity is part of it. Everything goes into your mouth, everything processed through your system. So those are the things that we need to make sure that is well taken care of as well. So it's our HIV care as well as the Part D helps with the, um, the dental services. Right. So, uh, and just a little further information, a little more uh, supporting information. So, for Part F, they have it uh, broken down into like four parts in the uh, Part F: the Special Projects of National Significance Program, the AIDS Education and Training Centers Program, dental programs, and the Minority AIDS Initiative. What he already just talked about. So. The Special Projects and National Significance Program, which develops, evaluates, and, re and replicates innovative strategies and interventions for HIV care treatment and support to improve health outcomes for people with HIV and reduce HIV transmission. Um, the special needs, the special projects of National Significance Program advances knowledge and skills in the delivery of health care and support services to understand populations with HIV. Through its demonstration projects, the SPNS disseminates strategies and interventions for replication in Ryan White HIV AIDS programs, funded recipients, and the broader public health. So that's the Special Needs Projects and National Significance Program. So the AIDS Education and Training Center program, which we talked about in the ATC, it supports a network of eight regional centers and more than 130 local affiliated sites 
and two national centers to advance interprofessional training, practice transformation, and conduct HIV training for providers. That's our capacity building once again. The dental programs, which provides additional funding for oral health care for people with HIV through the HIV AIDS Dental Reimbursement Program and the Community-Based Dental Partnership Program. And the last is the Minority AIDS Initiative, which, imp which improves access to HIV care and health outcomes and disproportionately affected minority populations, including Black African Americans. So it's a further breakdown of what um, Part F brings in. Without Part F, A, B, C, D, wouldn't be able to happen because you have to have a foundation, you have to have a structure, and you have to have something to maintain the other parts, and that's what Part F does. So it all works together. It's a whole unit, uh, a, a whole, uh, I would say a whole network, a whole web of, of, of different service providers together in different capacities because this is showing everybody don't have to do the same thing. This is a team, and everybody has a job, right? Mm -hmm. All you got to do is just do your job. Mm -hmm. So for our Ryan White team, this is, uh, if you look at the screen, this is how we provide our services through our Part C program. So we have primary care, which is which will be more so our, our nurse practitioner, we have case management, we have dental screenings, we have mental health, enrollment specialists, health education. And well, Matias being program director, he deals with all of them. But I, I know with myself, case management, enrollment uh, specialists and health education uh, and outreach as well, this is what I come in to be able to do my part in the Ryan White program. So in a nutshell, I mean, that's the Ryan White program, to be honest, in a nutshell. Um, that is. I mean, and it, it goes to say that everybody has their parts and it's never I guess our model here at Neighborhood is teamwork made the dream work. <laughs> it's never really just one person doing one job. It's like, if I see my coworker hanging down, let me step over and say, hey, let me figure out how I can do it. There you go with them neighborhood glasses. I'm just, um, it felt like the perfect time to put them on. <clears throat> so it's just making sure that, you know what I'm saying, we work as a team because that's what it's about. And here yep. in neighborhood, it takes a team. Or, you know, back in the day, the people say it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to raise people period Look, because keep, we're keep always straight. in that area so because sometimes we understand things happen it's life yep. we yep. we go through things we go through ups and downs. we lose people we we get taken advantage of by people we get um things happen we lose our jobs we lose you know saying family members we lose the little small thing that's holding us together or it's just we're at that point to where we need some mental health services and we as professionals need to be able to see hey I see this coming. I see this happening. What can we do to prevent it? And that's where our team comes into play. Neighborhood Medical Center has um, a various wide range of people on our team. Um, I just I'm, I don't want to name people. I'm going to name some people, but I don't want to miss out on anybody. So if anybody, if I miss your name or don't call you for something, please charge it to my head, not to my heart, because I promise you that's not my goal is to, to miss anybody on my team. Um, we have a great support system with our administrative staff. Our C-suite staff supports the program 100%. And without them, there's nothing that we couldn't do. And I really, you know, say I got to give them their props because all we do is come to them with ideas and they be like, let's see how we can make it happen. So right. I want to thank the whole entire C-suite administration staff at Neighborhood Medical Center and the board of directors as well for thank you for believing in us and letting us, you know, saying grow this program to the way it's gone today. Um, the staff that we have on staff is me as the program director. 
um, I have Miss Elena Steeple, who is our uh, one of our main a, um, HIV providers here. We have another one, which is Marcia Roberts Morris, who is another great ARMP who provides um, primary care and HIV care to patients. So we see all patients. So she's not just really you know saying seeing just one type of patient yep. she's seeing all types of patients so we have um joseph ward is joseph ward and myself are acting as a case manager like i said we lost a great member of our team last year during the coronavirus who um had to move on for bigger and better things um so we lost our case manager so me and joe are actually filling in for that position as as of right now um we also lost another team member due to the coronavirus which is um our medical assistant, we we dearly miss her as well. But we hired another one. We have the LPN, which is Miss Sherelle Fountain, who is um, coming in, who is a great asset to our team. She's very knowledgeable. She's eager to learn. She's ready out here to get out here in the streets and help the people. As soon as we can get everybody back out here safely with this coronavirus pandemic, then we have our outreach specialist, educator, jack of all trades, Mr. Joseph Ward, with these cool neighborhood who glasses. Is, who out. is that? That's you. That's me. That's you. And so he's a great resource to the community itself, as well as to me. I always look towards Joe as kind of like almost my second hand and say, hey, Joe, what we need to do with this? How do you think we can make this better? So, you know what I'm saying? Because we're out there in the community. We're out there in the streets. So we're actually doing those different things. And like I say, we couldn't do it at all. So that's pretty much the small neighborhood team that we have here. But our team grows bigger. We, 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 we collaborate with our different organizations like Big Ben Cares, Bond Community Health Center. We also communicate with MACA. We, I mean, we communicate with all these different agencies. We, we're great with the AIDS Education Training Center. We're, we're here with FAMU, FSU, TCC. We're here without these community partners. We couldn't be a great team and do the things that we do as far as providing HIV education, outreach, and primary care. So we want to thank each and every single person who's out there on our team that helps us because our team is not just the employees at neighborhood, it's the community. And without our community, we're not able to provide these services. And we want to thank you guys. And that's why we come on these things to do these things, to let you know how we can offer these services, what else we can do to provide for them. So if you ever need anything, just reach out to me and Joe. Well, we're here. We'll figure out some kind of way to help you out. Like I said, we work with the schools of nursing on both campuses. I mean, we work with the, the the administration staff with TCC. I mean, we do different things in the community. We work with churches. We work with community agencies. Um, everybody. Everybody. Anybody that's out there that want to work to help bring the fight to HIV, we're here to help. And we want you to come help and be on our team to help us prove that we can do this here in Leon County. Right. And so, uh, once again, y'all can contact us at neighborhoodmedicalcenter.org or you can email us email us at info at neighborhoodmedicalcenter.org to find out more about us. He's uh, M. Sweet at neighborhoodmedicalcenter.org. I'm Jay Ward at medicalcenter.org. You can contact us to learn more about Neighborhood Medical Center services we provide. But we also want to give a shout out to Big Ben Cares, give a shout out to Bond Community Health Center, give a shout out to AIDS, uh, the ATC, AIDS Education Training Center, give a shout out to MACA Inc., give a shout out to all the organizations, all the Leon County Health Department, all the organizations, our fellow organizations here in the Leon County in the area, big, in the Big Ben area, all the different county health departments who help us do what we do. It's a teamwork thing. We don't cover all parts of Ryan White, it's spread out and as a collective, we all do a great job of making sure that we take care of our community. So 
that's our show for today. We want to make sure that we break down to you the Ryan White program. We've got some good shows coming up in the next couple of weeks, so y'all make sure y'all stay tuned. Remember, subscribe. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. Share this video, comment, like, do all that. And remember, Mind Your Body and Soul is a healthy educational podcast that focuses on all things health-related to help our listeners learn more about the various health topics and information they may not have access to. We seek to inform, empower, uplift, and mobilize our listeners to become the healthiest versions of ourselves. Available every Wednesday, once again, www.nmcpodcast.com or www.neighborhoodmedicalcenter.org. We're also available on Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and, of course, subscribe to their YouTube channel. So until next time, I am Joseph Ward. Here's Matias Sweet, and be healthy. We out. We